This podcast is sponsored by GCK Consulting, a next-generation political consulting firm. From fundraising to polling to campaign strategy, GCK is helping get millennials elected all across the country. To learn more about GCK and their services, just go to gckconsults.com. Again, that's gckconsults.com. All right, now to the podcast. Welcome to the Millennial Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Valerie. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And today I'm joined by Arielle Swernoff, Executive Director of Launch Progress, a PAC that supports young, bold progressives from diverse backgrounds for state and local office. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I'm Arielle Swernoff. I also uh, use the pronouns she, her, and hers. Um, And I'm super pumped to talk about supporting young progressive candidates and how young people are creating incredible radical change all across the country. Me too. Let's jump right into it. Could you tell us about how Launch Progress got started? Sure. So, uh, so, you know, we we sort of know the story. We've heard the story before, right? Over the past decade, more than that, Democrats have systematically underinvested in state and local elections. In the Obama administration alone, um, we lost over a thousand state legislative seats, scores more seats um, for city councils, uh, school boards, other local offices. And this is a, a major problem. This is a major problem for a couple of reasons. One, that we've ceded the power that these offices hold. Um, and two, we haven't built our candidate pipeline. So, so many progressive issues that we care about that are so meaningful to all of us are decided locally. Voting rights, education funding, cooperating or not cooperating with ICE, gerrymandering. Um, if we're not building power locally, then we, we're leaving these issues on the table and we're, and we're like getting clobbered on them. It's especially important, I think, if we care about progressive issues, we care about protecting our communities, that we're, that we're fighting these local races in these local races. Um, and the second reason it's so important to invest here is because we need to build our candidate pipeline. Um, members of Congress don't spring from the ground fully funded. They come from city councils. They come from state rep seats. Oh, about 50% of congressional representatives served in their state legislature first. So if we want a good Congress and we want a progressive Congress and a Congress that's working for our issues, we need to be investing in young people running now. I mean, and President Obama is a great story of that. He he ran for a state Senate. That's where he started in politics. Uh, and our next presidential candidate, that's like our next amazing presidential candidate. That's where they're going to start, too. So so we got started. Our first cycle was 2014. Um, we've been working in state and local races since then. Um, I'm really proud of the candidates that we've worked with, the things that they've been able to accomplish and and the pipeline that we're building in our states and in, in state and local offices. We've got about 20 folks that we've helped to elect and we've endorsed 33 more this year. So could you give us a few examples of the impact that having progressives in office has? In 2017, in Virginia, we saw some incredible gains in the House of Delegates, and we've seen a lot of victories because of that. Could you tell us about, you know, what some of those victories are, how these local wins have impacted people throughout the state? Sure, yeah, I can absolutely talk about, you know, some of what what we're able to accomplish when we elect good progressive people. Uh, You know, I am thinking about the city of Durham, North Carolina, where we have two Launch Progress alums who serve on the city council, one of whom is is Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, Her name is Jillian Johnson. Our other alum who we worked with last year is Vernetta Alston. In Durham, uh, they raised the, the minimum wage for city workers to $15 an hour. 
that's a material improvement in a lot of people's lives. They're doing a lot of very cool, um, positive work on affordable housing, which is uh, like, as I'm sure you and your listeners know, is a really dire need uh, in our communities. Durham is now launching its participatory budgeting process, which is new, which was the, the sort of brainchild of, of Jillian and a thing that she's been fighting for for a long time. You know, when we win, when we get progressives in office, we see like we see good things happen and we see radical and transformative things happen. You know, in, in Michigan, Stephanie Chang, one of our alums from 2014, has been fighting for paid sick leave. Um, Yusuf Rabi, who was first elected to the state house in 2016, uh, introduced two really incredible bills this week, one of which is, would create a single payer health care system for the state of Michigan, uh, and the other which would lower the voting age to 16. I think both of those things are the kind of bold and visionary changes that we that we need that that make people's lives better that are the reason why we're electing progressives. When, when you say that you're supporting young, bold progressives from diverse backgrounds, uh, what does that mean? What are some of those diverse backgrounds and why do diverse backgrounds matter so much? So there's a couple of reasons why we support the people that we do. Um, we support young people because most members of Congress were elected to their first office uh, when they were under 35. If we've got, if we want good people in office long term, we need to support young people now. We also know that, that young people our generation, I'm a millennial, we, we face a lot of unique challenges and have a lot of unique strengths. Um, we are, you know, one of the most indebted generations this country has ever seen. We're also one of the most uh, diverse generations this country has ever seen. People were most likely to be queer, we're more likely to be immigrants um, or first generation in this country. And uh, the, the sort of challenges that we face require strong solutions and require solutions that come from us. And, and not from not from people who aren't us, not from people who have like had a chance to try to make a change and um, clearly have not have not done so successfully. Uh, we're also trying to push and change the narrative of what what like a strong candidate or what a politician can be or look like. There is a lot of people who feel that in order to run for office, you need to be a white man with 2.5 children and a golden retriever uh, and a wife. And uh, if that's not you, then you can't then you can't do that um, and you can't run and you can't make a difference. And I think that is demonstrably false and like a really harmful, uh, a harmful narrative. Right. If we only have white men with two point five children in elected office, like we're really gonna, only going to get policies that that are forefront in their lives. Um, so we are, are working really hard to support people from from backgrounds that are not traditional politician backgrounds. So I'll, I'll, I can give some examples. We're working with this young man in Nelsonville, Ohio this year. His name is Taylor Sappington. Uh, he's 26 years old. He's a city council member uh, and he's a server at Bob Evans. Um, and he is going to bring, he's going to bring perspective of being a, a working class person from Appalachia to the state house, which is like desperately needed because the region has been ignored and underfunded for so long. You know, we worked in last year in Durham with a woman, Vernetta Alston, who's a, a queer, masculine presenting queer black woman who worked on death penalty litigation and, um, and innocence of the death penalty. And, and, you know, there were people who were like, who gave her crap about who she was and her identity. But, but the reality is, you know, Lots of people in this world are, are queer. Lots of people in this world are, are not are not white men, are not traditional cookie cutter candidates. And and we all deserve people who who share our experiences and who know how to listen to our experiences um, in office to represent us. So I'd also like to look at the term progressive because it's thrown around a lot and there's not necessarily much meaning behind it. What does 
what is a truly progressive candidate, a truly progressive legislator? What does that actually mean to launch progress? Sure. Uh, so it is, as you mentioned, right, it is a term that's sort of gotten a little soft. We have s sort of seven very clear values propositions that we were working with and that our candidates are working with, right? So what that means for us is that we support environmental justice. We support action to keep dirty fuels in the ground, to curb climate change, to protect clean air and water, uh, and to regulate pollutants and, and keep people safe from the harms of, of climate change. Um, we support racial justice. Uh, we support efforts to make sure that law enforcement and other public institutions treat individuals equally uh, and efforts to reduce mass incarceration. We support gender equity, which means we support um, not just marriage equality, but um, policies to end housing, employment, non-discrimination, and health discrimination against members of the LGBT community, as well as policies to support survivors of sexual violence. Um, we believe that everybody should have access to health care, and that includes uh, abortion care and contraceptive care, as well as accurate sexual health education. We like stand against policies to restrict access to health. We know that we're, we believe in a country and creating a country and communities that welcome immigrants and migrants and refugees. We support policies to reduce cooperation with, with ICE uh, at the state and local level, as do our candidates, and policies that improve conditions of migrants. We believe that economic inequality is an enormous problem in our society uh, and are for uh, livable and family-sustaining wages, narrowing racial and gender pay gaps, combating workforce discrimination, as well as workers' right to organize, which is deeply under attack um, in America right now. And we believe in high-quality, fully-funded public education, pre-K through, through college graduation. And we believe also that your zip code shouldn't determine your, the kind of education that you have access to. When we say progressive, like these are the values that we're grounding it in. That's that's what we mean. Um, we are largely for like we are for a society that provides basic dignity for for all of us. That provides that provides opportunities for all of us. That lets everybody live and have a home and be healthy and be educated, regardless of the sort of circumstances of their birth. That's and that's what we mean when we say progressive. The idea that your zip code shouldn't define your success, your opportunities in life. I really appreciate that. And that's also something that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says a lot. Her victory has gotten a lot of attention. Is it something you were paying attention to? And what do you think it means for the progressive movement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there are a lot of big lessons to take from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's victory. Uh, and, and we're really excited about, about that and the campaign that she run and what an amazing member of Congress she's going to be. Um, so there are three things I think that we can all pay attention to from her victory. One is that organizing works. This is, this is number one. People have all sorts of things to say about, you know, did demographics do it for her? Did XYZ, Joe Crowley was this, Queens is like that. And it's like, sure, but like, she hustled, she hustled and her team hustled and they organized, they organized the hell out of that district, right? They knocked on doors, they were in the community, they had a strong field game and that works, that works everywhere. That works everywhere in this country. And I think that is a thing that, that we need to pay attention to. And I, and I think even the, uh, the media and the sort of political class gets very caught up in, you know, was this ad good? Was this particular message good? You know, what's happening here and there and, and, you know, we win, we win when we work for it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez worked for it. Our candidates are working for it. And that's why they're going to win. Um, and the second thing, too, is that we shouldn't be afraid of running on our values and running as progressives. She was uh, like an unabashed leftist. And she had she stood for strong, maximalist, progressive ideas and, and strong, maximalist, progressive visions. And I think that those 
people are frustrated and people are hurting all over this country and um, are tired of getting sort of mealy mouthed, kind of centrist, working together messages from politicians because it's clear that that what we've been doing is not working. Um, and I just want to say to folks who are like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez couldn't win in the Midwest. That's just silly, right? And I think we have examples uh, of that in our candidates all over, right? Looking at her platform, you see she was for Medicare for all and single payer health care. One of our folks just introduced that in the state of Michigan. She was for fully funded public schools. Almost all the folks that were running in Ohio this year have fully funded public education as part of their as a core part of their platform, particularly given um, the scandal with with ECOT, the online charter school that essentially sucked money out of the state. And these are folks in red districts, right? Um, we have a candidate, Jessica Miranda, in uh, Ohio's House District 28, which is currently held by a Republican. Education and fully funded public education is part of a core part of her platform. Same with Louise Valentine um, in Ohio Senate District 19. Again, a seat that has been held by a Republican for a really long time. You know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was for paid sick leave. Stephanie Chang in Michigan introduced that. The $15 minimum wage. Jillian Johnson in Durham passed that. Uh, and our candidate Taylor in, you know, deep red Appalachia is campaigning on it. We want to, she wants to reform the criminal justice system. So do we. And so do people in the Midwest and South. Our candidate Chris Jackson in Pontiac, Michigan is uh, running on a core platform of reforming the criminal justice system and ending cash bail, as is Cole Phelps, who is running in deep red rural North Carolina. And, and they're running on these things because these issue, issues are so fundamental, so fundamental to like the material conditions of our lives. Uh, and I think it's really, it's really dumb to say people don't care about the material conditions of their lives in the South, in the Midwest. Um, people care about those things anywhere. And people are ready to hear that message uh, everywhere and are, are ready to, to get behind someone who's fighting for it. You actually just answered my next question. I was going to talk about Nancy Pelosi's response, the immediate kind of centrist New York Times, Washington Post dismissal of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. What do you think scares the establishment so much about her and candidates like her? Why were they so immediately obsessed with taking her down and dismissing her victory? Yeah, yeah, we, we noticed that. And that's, and that's, that that kind of force is is part of why we got started and part of why we're doing the work that we're we're doing the the institutions and organizations that are supposed to be helping us to elect good people on the left don't always do it like they don't always do it and and people get caught up in protecting themselves and protecting their friends and protecting their own interests and running really scared and clearly running scared is not is not going to work for us, like running scared. We've been trying that and we haven't been winning. It does like a really great discredit to, to voters to say like, oh, you know, you this kind of thing would not excite you. You know, you, we need to pull test everything that we put in front of you. It needs to be really centrist. We need to keep chasing these three mythical Obama, Trump, white voters in order to win. Uh, and I think that does like a really big discredit to American voters. I think it does a big discredit to our party's base. Um, which, as you know, and as your listeners know, is made up of, of black women and people of color and young people and poor people and immigrants, and, and that we win by, by getting our base excited. And we win also by sharing our ideas with more like real ideas to really help real people. And I think it's just, it's silly to not operate like that. 
Hey everyone, I'm Nathan. And I'm Dylan. And as you know, Millennial Politics is totally independent and volunteer run. That means every podcast you listen to, every article you read, and every tweet you see is created by a dedicated team of volunteers. It also means that we can say what we want to say when we want to say it, but we rely on listeners just like you to support our work. We hope you'll consider supporting us by subscribing at patreon.com slash millenpolitics. Every dollar will go directly towards our mission of shining a spotlight on progressive candidates, causes, and organizations. And if you subscribe at the ambassador level or more, we'll send you a free copy of How Our Government Really Works Despite What They Say. It's an award-winning book about the intricacies of American government, and you'll get to join our exclusive ambassador Slack channel and get to hang out with us all day, every day. I pretty much live there. So if that appeals to you, come join us. And we want to give a very special shout out to our executive producer, Greg Stevens, and our producers, Brad Tracy and Renee Garcia-Brown. Again, if you want to continue hearing interviews and conversations just like this one, we hope you'll visit patreon.com slash millenpolitics. That's patreon.com slash M-I-L-L-E-N politics and join the movement. All right, now back to the show. So can you tell us about the states you're working in, why you're focusing on them, some of the candidates that our listeners might be interested in? Uh, We're supporting 33 candidates this year. It's our largest class of candidates ever. And just to give you a little bit of background on how we work with candidates, we have uh, strong in-state endorsement committees that vet and interview our candidates. So that's folks from, from the environmental movement, from the reproductive justice movement, from the labor movement who are working in our states who are taking the time to sit down, read applications, interview candidates, and then and then make our endorsements. When we endorse our candidates, we give everybody that we endorse direct financial contributions. And I'm going to say that again, because that is, um, I think, really fundamental to our work and mission and a thing that a lot more people need to be doing, which is giving direct financial contributions to progressive state and local candidates. Money makes a big difference. And as much as we wish it doesn't, you can't win without it. And, and, and we need to be putting we need to be putting our money where our mouth is in, in these races. We're often a candidate's single largest donor or at the very least largest donor in their first filing period. Um, and we really feel like that gives our folks a level of viability. It lets them buy their first. You know, we have folks who be like, you gave us a contribution and we bought our first mailer. You gave us a contribution and it allowed us to buy van, right? This is the sort of money that like allows these folks to win. And in addition to funding, we also do coaching and one-on-one support with our candidates. You know, a lot of times you'll have someone who's really great, who's a leader in their community, who's like hustling and working hard and who, you know, needs a little bit of assistance with their field plan. And that's a thing, a place where we can step in and, and do some work as well. We're working with 33 candidates this year. We're working in red to blue elections, and we're working in primaries. And I'm happy to talk a little bit more about why we do that as well. Yeah, go for it. Tell, tell us about the primaries you're focusing on. I think uh, another thing that we do that like more folks should be doing is working in competitive primaries. Um, if we're trying to build a bench of political talent, a lot of the times our left political talent is going to come out of it's going to come out of safe Democratic seats. Barack Obama you know, not to, to beat a, a dead horse with this one, but Barack Obama came out of a safe democratic seat. And if we're trying to build political power among communities of color, a lot of those communities have been drawn into, have been packed into democratic seats. And so if we're trying to build power in communities of color, electoral power in communities of color, if we're trying to build political talent, we need to be working in primaries, we need to be working in safe democratic seats. 
So there are a couple of candidates who either were in primaries earlier this year that won or have primaries coming up this August that we're working with. I'm really excited about uh, a man named Mushtaba Muhammad who ran in uh, Charlotte, just outside of Charlotte in North Carolina in a Democratic primary. He ran against uh, a guy who was a Democrat and kind of sucked, uh, voted for the Republican budget, really deeply problematic in a lot of ways. Um, Mushtaba is a public defender. He's a children's rights attorney. He campaigned on an extremely progressive platform that included ending cash bail, eliminating contracts with private prisons, and bringing back the earned income tax credit. Uh, and he won. Um, so I think that's a primary race where you know not a lot of out, outside organizations were involved, and we were able to make a difference and and really do something good, right, in that seat. But so I think I think primaries are really are really critical are really critical in that sense. So we're working with candidates in Detroit and Wayne County who are, and in, and in Lansing, the Lansing area, who have August primaries. And I think, you know, if you're looking for progressive political talent in Michigan, you've got to be looking at Detroit and you've got to be looking at Lansing and you've got to be working there, even if it means not being in supporting people who have non-competitive generals and competitive primaries. So how can folks get involved in Launch Progress? How can they support you? Okay, there are a couple ways that people can get involved. The, a great way to get involved is by making a contribution. Um, our money goes to our candidates. There are not a lot of people funding down ballot races. You know, your money goes a really long way. The average cost of a congressional race in the United States is $1.6 million. Uh, the average cost of a state legislative race is $66,000. So your money goes a lot farther and um, working locally, as, as we've discussed, is just so critically important. We're also, I know a lot of your listeners are, are political operatives in, in some sense, or have like worked on campaigns or have political experience. Um, we're also always looking for people to do coaching or one-on-one -on -one work with our candidates. So if somebody is interested in doing that, they can shoot us an email, hello at launchprogresspack.org. And, and, you know, continue to, if you're in any of our states, go knock on doors for these folks. And if you are not, like, get involved locally. It is so critical. Um, it is so critical always. And it is so critical, particularly with the recent vacancy on the Supreme Court, because states and cities are going to be our sort of last bastions of protection. So in, in 2018, you know, we've got to do a lot of things. We've got to win in a lot of places. But we really have to win in states and cities. Okay, great. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, like, I would say a couple of things. One is, I sort of touched on this, but with the Supreme Court vacancy, states and cities are more important than they ever have been. So I, I just want to urge people to, to be involved there. You know, we're going to see Roe v. Wade overturned. We're going to see massive hits to voting rights. Uh, and we know that state legislatures and city councils are the ones that are going to protect us there. And, and so we just need to be, we need to be involved there. Um, and the other thing that I would say too, you know, going back to talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, we need to see more working class people running for office and we need to create mechanisms to support more working class people running for office. You know, it's clear that the people who are currently in elected office are not like don't understand always what it means to live paycheck to paycheck, what it means to work a service job. Um, and that is what so many people in America, how so many people in America live. Uh, and, and if we have people who understand those experiences, we have better policies. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I do have another question for you. If folks are considering running for local office as a progressive, what advice would you give them? There's a couple pieces of advice that I would give. The first is knock doors, right? Uh, you know, often if you're running for state and local office, you're in this really fortunate position of, of being able to knock the door of every voter in your district. Um, and we have candidates who do that. We have candidates who personally knocked every single door in their district, personally knocked every single door in their district, not once, not twice, five times. 
And that is that is like the number one way to win. There's like there's, you know, particularly if you are outmatched financially, if you're like outmatched institutionally, the thing that you can let yourself not be outmatched on is your your hustle and your and your doors. The other thing too is is don't be afraid of your values. People when we work with candidates in red districts and blue districts and purple districts who are running as full-throated progressives and who and who win. Christy Pagan, who's a candidate that we've worked with in Michigan, uh, flipped her district blue in 2014. And she has been a really, really like staunch proponent of justice for victims of sexual assault. And that is not a thing that poll testing would tell you is a thing that you should be running on. Um, but it is an authentic message to her and an authentic message to her community. And, and thus it wins. Voters respect honesty. Voters respect authenticity. If you authentically believe these progressive things, which I hope you do, voters feel fine with that. That is really important as well. And the third thing that I would say is if you're talking about Donald Trump, you've already lost, right? Run, run for your district, run for your community and what's going on in your community um, and the issues that, are, that people are facing there. I'm sick of hearing about Donald Trump. Lots of people are sick of hearing about Donald Trump. What people want to hear about is they want to hear about the health care that they need or they want to hear about the, the toxins in their drinking water and what you're going to do about the issues. Absolutely agreed. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. This was, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what you're, you all are doing and about the chance to speak with you. Yeah, of course. I hope to get you on the podcast again. Thanks. Yeah, anytime. Great. Now, to our listeners, make sure to follow Millennial Politics on social media. Support us through our Patreon. Check out our new merch at millennialpolitics.co and stay tuned for more episodes of the Millennial Politics podcast for great interviews with organizations, activists, and candidates. Thanks for listening.